this is the sound of the start of your weekend. It's the Not The Top 20 podcast betting show, sponsored by Betfair. It's very strictly for over-18s only, and we ask that if you're thinking about placing a bet this weekend on the EFL, on anything, uh, then please be gamble-aware and gamble responsibly. Don't chase your losses. Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. You can head to begambleaware.org. It's a website that will give you all the information, any support that you need um, to make sure that you are gambling responsibly. I'm Ali Maxwell. With me on the line today, my sometimes colleague, always friend, George Alec. How are you doing? Ah, oh, that's uh, not, surely these days I'm always colleague, always friend. Sure. But they say never do business with friends, don't they? Yes, we fly in the face of that. For now. Last week on this podcast, it was a bit of a nothing week in terms of results. I mean, very literally for me, I was not up or down because the double nap of Ipswich got up at even money. Two-point play, so two points profit. My lay of Crawley uh, against Scunthorpe got up as well. That was a one-point winner. And then I had three one-point losers, so I ended up flat. And George, you were just slightly in the red. It was bad next bests, really. Michael Appleton's Lincoln motivated by a rare lack of Appleton support from George Ellick. Uh, Lincoln beating Sheffield Wednesday. And my Port Vale stance is officially over. Lost to Colchester United. You're the you're the EFL Grand Old Duke of York. Go on. Because you're either up or down. Nice. Thank That's you. really nice. Good stuff. I'm excited for the rest of this pod, if that's how you're starting. Uh, your BTTS and over 2.5 in Oxford Burton. I mean, that was up by about 5 to 3. Uh, but your lay of baggies did not go well, nor did my Reading Millwall overs. No luck for both of us on the goal scorers. Carlton Morris did have a good chance, and so did Roscoe Stewart. So, uh, yeah, zero points profit or loss for me. You were minus 0.24, so not much in it, really. Uh, let's head into this week with hope in our hearts. Uh, why don't you tell me what your nap is, your best bet in the EFL? Well, mate, as you just said, my my lay of baggies didn't go too well last weekend, um, but I'm a sucker for punishment and I'm going in again. I'm backing um, Huddersfield, draw, no bet. Um, so basically laying um, baggies again. Uh, that is 11 to 5, so over 2 to 1. I am, and this would normally be my lay, but there's a lay that I think is better. Um, I can't believe that West Brom are odds on for this. Um, they won. Last weekend, as I said on the Monday show, I think that the change of shape to a 3-5-2 probably suits this side. I think we're probably going to see an unchanged baggy side, obviously, after the win. Steve Bruce is going to be pretty keen not to change too much. That means that Andy Carroll will be uh, on the bench again, as will Grady Diangana. Um, and they were, you know, they were, they were good value for that win. Uh, and Grant played well. And it wasn't a... a, a a suddenly an incredible performance. It wasn't the kind of performance that in my book would have you um, looking like one of the better teams in the division. And you're coming up against a Huddersfield side who, you know, I'm, I'm a Huddersfield sceptic, as I've said on the Monday show. I, I'm not somebody who thinks the Huddersfield are a, are a top two or top three side necessarily. But they've, they've just been beaten for the first time in 19 games in midweek. And that might put a few people off. But looking at the team they put out in midweek, I think it's a big positive. Um, they rested loads of players, which I think shows where Carlos Corbran's head is at. Players such as Danny Ward, such as Lewis O'Brien uh, coming out of the team, Harry Toffolo as well. These are basically their best players uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, it wasn't far off being a second string team, although Dwayne Holmes and Sorba Thomas did start um, in the kind of three-pronged attack. They also played the 3-4-3 they played earlier in the season, switching from the 4-3-3 that served them so well in recent times again. I think we'll see them basically go back to the team that started against Posh um, with the possibility maybe of 
of Sinani, um, who played in midfield that day, coming up for either Hogg uh, or possibly Iting. Um, but basically, I, I'm you know I'm not too concerned by that midweek defeat. It wasn't their first team. They went ahead away at Forest side, who were playing very well. Um, looking at the the XG data in recent weeks, West Brom are projecting very badly. Uh, second worst XG ratio in their last four games. Uh, fifth worst in their last eight. So there's nothing in the performances to suggest that they are playing particularly well either. It just it, it seems way too short. And uh, you know I say this a few times. It just feels like a if these if these two clubs were, were called different names, then maybe the prices would be different because I I'm not having baggies as an odds, uh, as an odds on shot to to win this one. Um, I think it's a, a fairly uh, disrespe- disrespectful price as to what Huddersfield have done in recent weeks. Disrespectful! Wow, shots fired. I'm backing Newport as my best bet in the EFL. Newport County playing against Stevenage away from home and they are 7-5, 2.4 to win this game with the Betfair Sportsbook. I should note we're recording a little earlier than we usually do for scheduling reasons, so there is a a larger chance than usual, I guess, that um, by the time you listen to this, be it Thursday afternoon or Friday potentially or even Saturday morning, there might be some fluctuations in the prices, but uh, please trust us when we say these are the prices that uh, are as we record and the prices that we've used when backing our picks at Newport 7-5 at Stevenage it's a nice mixture of two stances which is always good news in the year of the stance the stances being that Newport are good and Stevenage are bad I've been very down very low on Stevenage recently Uh, so far it's paid off on this show anyway I I picked Bristol Rovers against them Uh, Rovers won 4-0 I picked Port Vale against them the week after that and Port Vale won 2-0. I left them alone last weekend because they were playing against the other worst team currently uh, in League 2 in Leighton Orient, and sure enough, they drew 2-2. Neither of them were able to win that game. Uh, My general note has been to mention that they've been second best, pretty clearly second best, in in every one of their last, whatever it's been, six, seven, eight games. That might not have been the case in the end last week against Orient. They scored two goals in the first half an hour. Stevenage that it was a second phase set piece headed in by Prosser and then just a long kick from the keeper uh, that was missed by a defender and Luke Norris producing a a, a Fernando Torres against Blackburn-esque volley (laughs) absolutely sensational Uh, and that was pretty much it from them in an attacking sense I've watched all of their shots back from the last four five six games I'm not seeing a lot of good attacking play Uh, They hadn't scored in four before that game and frankly they hadn't even been getting that close to the goal um, very infrequently anyway. Now Newport are not of all the top teams the best defensive side and they have been missing defensive personnel recently but I still trust in uh, what they're doing more so than Stevenage's ability to pull out a really good attacking display. as a quick aside, by the way, the, the relegation market League Two on the sports books quite interesting because Scunny right at the bottom, they're fifty to one on, uh, as good as gone. But the other spot is interesting to me. Barrow and Stevenage are both four to one to be relegated, and Oldham currently in twenty third. The Fabs at ten to eleven. Now, now the Latics are three points behind Stevenage. They've got two games in hand over Stevenage, and they still have each other to play, albeit at Stevenage. So a lot can still happen between these two teams for sure. In the last six games, Oldham have taken six points more than Stevenage. Now, it would be wrong just to extrapolate that over the next, however many it is, 13, 14 games. But it does show that, to me, and I'm going to talk about Oldham later, actually, I think Oldham are currently playing like a sort of mid-table team or, or top of the bottom half type team and Stevenage as one of the worst teams in the division so I'm pretty confident that Oldham will get out of it which meant I was thinking about backing Stevenage at 4-1 to but Barrow I'm pretty worried about as well 
they've had because of scheduling weirdness they've they've played three more home games than away so they've got seven away games still to play their away records really poor this season they they do not travel well from the peninsula uh, and of their five home games left, four of them are against Forest Green, Northampton, Port Vale, and Sutton, all teams in the top 10. So I, I basically can't decide which of Stevenage or Barrow I think uh, are more likely to be relegated. They're both at 4-1. to one. I'm confident that Oldham will get, get out of it. Just thought I'd flag that up as what I consider to be quite an interesting market at the moment on the Betfair Sportsbook. Anyway, in terms of this game... Newport have had a, a ridiculously tough month in terms of fixtures. A run in the second half of January is probably more prescriptive here than recent form. That was when they played four poor teams in a row and rattled off four wins against Harrogate, Scunthorpe, Leighton Orient and Barrow. That's what I expect to happen here. Newport County for me, 2.4 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Now, I can't tell if I'm happy or sad about this. I, I still don't know where I stand on double picks, but we've heard of a double nap. How about a double next best? Yeah, a week is a long time in football. And uh, this time last week, I sat here saying that I thought Lincoln were going to lose to Sheffield Wednesday because they've been so poor. And they made a mockery of me for the second time this season. Uh, and in midweek, they went to Ipswich and um, were, were well beaten. They were beaten 2-0 in the game. And Michael Appleton came out after the game and said that, in his opinion, Ipswich were, were fairly comfortably the best team in League One. And it's pretty hard to disagree with him, I think, at the moment. Um, they are just not letting teams really get near them. They're not conceding many many chances. They're, con- they're not creating a great deal, but it's enough to get past teams. And they're controlling games so well as well. Uh, so I'm pretty happy to focus on the Lincoln result, um, where they beat a very good side in Sheffield Wednesday at home, uh, rather than caring at all, basically drawing a line through that, that defeat at Ipswich, which we can completely... Um, Forgive them for, and they're up against an AFC Wimbledon side who I think are now winless in, in 17. Um, so if I'm gonna, if this is gonna be another curse for me, uh, then you're very welcome, uh, AFC Wimbledon fans. But the prices have them at 13 to 8, the pair, which just seems wrong to me. I think if you look at pretty much every single angle here, I think Lincoln have a better manager in Michael Appleton. I think Lincoln quite clearly have a better squad of players. Wimbledon have issues with injuries, especially up front at the moment. Uh, Sam Cosgrove hasn't settled into life as well as he'd have hoped missed a very good chance in midweek uh yet to score i think for 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 them um if lincoln put in the level of performance that they did against sheffield wednesday then uh, they should be fine here and, and, and i'm not too concerned either by the uh away um the fact that this game is away uh, in their previous little good run of form we saw recently they went and they beat sunderland 3-1 they went and they beat uh, plymouth argyle 2-1 as well. The three away games they've had since then have been three of the hardest games you can have in this division at the moment, away at MK Dons, Bolton and Ipswich. Um, three teams who have picked up more points than most, uh, I think maybe any, um, in the calendar year. So, forgiving them for that, um, I think they should be pretty comfortably fav- favourites for this one. I think they probably will be come, come Saturday. Well, clearly I agree. I, I actually, you know, in the interest of sharing something that isn't the Lincoln next best, although that is my concrete pick for my continued battle against the Betfair Sportsbook um, I did want to continue the Ipswich Kieran McKenna stance from the last week and the week before for me uh, Ipswich at home to Pompey partly because it's such a huge game between two teams on incredible form it's at this stage of the season where I get unbelievably excited about individual games and what they mean for, for each team and because when I was thinking about it I, I was leaning towards Ipswich being despite Pompey's good form and, and how free scoring they are at the moment the stronger side 
the Tractor Boys, more likely to control and win that game, particularly at a, a packed-out Portman Road. But I was just a bit spooked. The price got down to, I think, 11 to 10. The last time I looked, I just wasn't quite bullish enough at that price. So, yes, I like... Uh, well, it fell on Lincoln, just as you did at 13 to 8, 2.63 with the sportsbook. Both teams beaten in midweek. Um, Appleton basically calling off the dogs at half time, didn't he? So that they didn't lose four or five nil in his words. So, I mean, it might be complete rubbish, but I would say, you know, they may have benefited from that physically. They've certainly got more options than Wimbledon at the moment, as you alluded to, a stronger squad, particularly in forward areas. Uh, and, and for Wimbledon, I mean, Lee Brown came out after their game. He's their left back. Came out after the after the game against Argyle, which they lost 2-0. Some very strong words, you know, basically calling out everyone, uh, hoping for a response. Mark Robinson is, is a, the manager. He's tried a lot of strong words recently as well. As of yet, it's not having the desired effect. They're 17 without a league win, the longest streak of any team in the EFL this season. And the attack is just completely flatlined. And it's not just because Oli Palmer left for Wrexham and... and you know that that will probably be held up as the most obvious reason, and it probably is if you had to weight every potential variable. Um, but it's not the only reason, that's for sure. That the young players are struggling to perform consistently under pressure. I think, uh, both individually and as a unit. And as you say, I'm just obviously this run will will not continue forever. But I'm not seeing many green shoots at the moment uh, for Wimbledon. Uh, as for Lincoln, we've said it before, a top performance from them, a good performance from them, is just so much better than a good performance from anyone else down in the bottom eight with them. And I think just about it happens more frequently as well, which is why they are just above it rather than in it. Um, they're actually better away from home than at home. If you look at the underlying numbers, a 50% XG ratio away from home this season compared to 42% at home, that's a pretty big and quite an unusual swing. Um, last season as well, they were better away from home. 13 wins away, only nine at home. So there's something about Appleton's Lincoln that seems happier playing away from uh, Lincoln, as you mentioned. They've beaten Wigan, Sunderland, Pompey, uh, sorry, Wigan, Sunderland, Plymouth away this season. They're very good or can be very good away from home. I think they've got the better players and the better attack, and the better manager. And I also think they're in a better spot, slightly more composed, just a little less frantic than how I perceive Wimbledon to be at the moment. So I'm joining you in a double NB Lincoln City 13 to 8, 2.63 with Betfair Sportsbook. Don't forget that Betfair have no cash out suspensions on match odds for all EFL games. That's applicable to singles and multiples. There'll be no cash out suspensions uh, on your bets while the game is on. That's on match odds bets for all EFL games and singles and multiples. We move over to the Betfair Exchange now, putting up a lay bet george yeah um i'm laying bournemouth Ooh. um i yeah they're playing um at home to derby i laid them at 1.65 uh i watched their game well, i watched the second half of their game last night against posh and i was pretty surprised <laughs> even though you know he said on the monday show that their form recently hasn't been good um having gone having got it back to one all uh, you would have thought they would be able to really show their dominance. And actually, there was probably a 10-minute spell where Posh were almost camped in um, Bournemouth's, halves, Bournemouth's half and looked like more, the more likely to score. Now, in the last 10 minutes, Bournemouth had plenty of chances and did finally look like they were in the ascendancy. Um, but they weren't really controlling the game. You know, Todd Cantwell looked very dangerous without doing a great deal, as did Christie on the break. But they kind of played on the break. And it, it just didn't... You know, given how poor Posh have been recently, even though we have to upgrade them a little bit for, you know, the changes clearly work for Grant McCann. Um, they really laboured to that point. And they're playing against a Derby side who I think are, are much better than Posh. Um, you know, this is a Derby team who who I think will come into this with, with very little to lose after winning last weekend. 
Um, and the you know the 1.65 is in my book has Derby down as being one of the relegation teams when when we actually know that given the points deduction they aren't that. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy to get against Bournemouth. I think they're 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 very very short to to get past in what is quite clearly a massive game for their opposition as well. Uh, it feels like their their performance levels have, have definitely dipped. So 1.65 seems very very short to me. I'm also taking on a team that did not have an enjoyable midweek. I'm laying Swindon Town at 1.75. It's the return of John Sheridan to Swindon. He's now the older manager. Uh, he was the Swindon Town manager last season. It did not go well. I, I feel like this one could have a bit of a pantomime feel to it for, for that reason. Not a popular man in Wiltshire, John Sheridan, and I doubt he really cares one bit. On a footballing note... Oldham are performing, as I said earlier, I think like a like a mid-table-ish team under Sheridan. Even last week in defeat to Carlisle, which is the only time in the last eight games Oldham have lost. They could should have been out of sight by halftime. They'd missed a pen. They were 1-0 up anyway. Um, Carlisle came back into that game in the second half and nicked it at the end. But realistically, this was not a, a terrible performance by any means from Oldham. They are absolutely not the team that started the season so poorly that they were, well, it seemed like they were cut adrift at that time. So um, they're in pretty good shape, I would say. And Swindon Town, I don't think you can say the same, and it's not necessarily any fault of Ben Garner's or the players. It's to do with absences and injuries here. Um, only 14 senior outfield players in the squad uh, in midweek, they lost at Exeter and it's not a case of a couple of bumps and bruises and they're getting a load of players back here. I don't expect that. Um, they're up against it and I think they'll be potentially fatigued as well, having gone to Exeter compared to Oldham, who, who've who had the whole week to prepare for this one. McCurdy, suspended, hit the 10 yellow card mark, didn't he? Two-game suspension, not very helpful. Important player for them. Uh, no Louis Barry at the moment, he's injured. No Ben Gladwin, no Jordan Lydon in midfield. Uh, Jack Payne was only fit enough to come off the bench in midweek. Uh, no Cooper, the youngster on loan from Swansea at the back. He's gone back to Swans out for the season. So uh, clearly quite light. Odomayo and Payne did come off the bench on Tuesday. So you'd think probably OK to start the weekend. That will strengthen their starting eleven. But in general, up against it, not exactly fit and firing recently, Swindon. And the same reason I laid them at home to Scunthorpe just a couple of weeks ago, which didn't go that well for me. They've only won 5 of 17 at home this season. It's the thing that holds Swindon back. They're a very good side in a number of ways, but breaking down teams that sit in a deep block and frustrate them and allow them to circulate the ball but not to penetrate them, not to play in space, it's not their idea of fun and they're not enjoying it. They're not very good at it this season, just the five home wins out of 17 games. So I'm backing Shez Erection to have the last laugh here. I've laid Swindon at 1.75. That's been matched this afternoon on the Betfair Exchange. So goals and goal scorers to take us home. Yeah, Blackburn against Bristol City uh, is my goals bet, and I'm backing Blackburn to score over one and a half goals uh, at 17 to 20. <clears throat> Basically, trying to get on the on the right side of some variance here because um, you know Blackburn have scored goals in the last 11 or 12 games. Uh, I don't think that run's going to continue. Looking at the the chances they're creating pretty consistently, um, you know, it, it's not an issue of chance creation. It's an issue of just things not falling for them uh, when they get into those positions. Uh, the XG4 in the last four games before the game in midweek, so this is not including the, the Millwall um, game, was 1.02 per game um, and 1.09 over the last eight. They created, I think, 1.5 XG to Millwall's zero. Millwall didn't have a single shot uh, in midweek. Um, so it's, it's going to fall to them and they're playing against the Bristol City side who in recent weeks we know, you know their best form of, of getting 
points is to, is to use their attacking players. They're not a team who are going to necessarily sit in and try and stuff out a draw, unlike Millwall. So yeah, Blackburn are too good for this to continue. They've got too many good attacking players. Um, and we're seeing, you know, Dolan uh, and Kadra and others um, in some decent nick as well. Rothbard back in the side in midweek uh, look dangerous too. So, yeah, hoping that... Um, a case of London buses and when, when one comes a couple will come and, and I think that that burn a good value to, to score twice in this one I am backing Fulham to score over 2.5 goals at Barnsley uh, this weekend at 11-5 to 5. I think this is the early televised game on Sky Sports so hopefully plenty of exciting football and plenty of Fulham goals to celebrate 3.2 with the Betfair Sportsbook now Fulham average 2.54 goals a game uh, that is helped by the fact that they can score seven, have scored seven twice. Um, but 15 times this season, they've gone over 2.5 goals as a team. That's 43% of their games. Uh, and in seven of 16 of their away games, that's 44% of their games. And the uh, 11 to 5 price here suggests a, a 31% probability of them going over 2.5 goals. I'm looking to exploit that because, well, I'm just... They're just way too good, aren't they, Fulham? Uh, they are playing right now with the confidence that you start to see every year from teams that are cantering towards a title. The teams who are and have looked very good all season, good enough to uh, be leading the league, but then it must be a, something psychological about it. There's almost a, a switch that gets flicked when there's a little bit of pressure off. And if you have the right manager and the right group of players, rather than lead to complacency and dropped points, the lack of pressure seems to lead to improved performance and and a sort of greater ability to just really cut loose and unleash hell on opposition. Um, that's what Fulham, I think, are playing with right now. And it's all credit to Marco Silva. I know that Barnsley have improved a bit recently. I mean, they're still the team second bottom in the division. They're still a team that Fulham should have an unbelievable advantage over in terms of of personnel in every single position on the pitch. Um, they're not a team at the bottom who, like Peterborough, are unbelievably leaky. But I, I, I still think that Fulham will be too much for their young defence. And I do think that Fulham, once they go ahead, maybe if Barnsley open up a little bit because you know they'll be fighting for their lives and, and going hell for leather... I just see Fulham exploiting some space over 2.5 Fulham goals at Barnsley at 11 to 5, just better than 2 to 1. That's 3.2 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Remember, with Betfair, if you bet £20 on multiples or bet builders, you'll get a £5 free bet to use. Also, on multiples or bet builders, T's and C's do apply for that offer. You can find them on the Betfair website. Let's finish with a goal scorer. Can't wait to hear who you've got up your sleeve. I'm going for Gavin White of Oxford United to score at 7-2. to two. Mm. Now, normally with these goal scorer picks, I kind of start with a team that I fancy to score. And <laughs> I'm not necessarily that keen on us um, on Oxford this weekend because Shrewsbury come into it in, in some pretty good form. And I, I'm concerned uh, that it's going to be a, a pretty tough game for us. They've kind of maintained their decent defensive numbers whilst also finally adding something going forward as well. Um, but... Sam Baldock looks like he could have a, a fairly lengthy injury, um, which is not good news for Oxford fans. It wouldn't be a massive surprise to me, though, if Kai Robinson wants to keep the, the 3-5-2 that we've been playing um, with someone playing alongside Matty Taylor. And Gavin White has previous of playing up front for a Kai Robinson side. And even when he signed again, and even in January, he mentioned him as being a, a possible option uh, to take on that role. He scored a hat-trick at Shrewsbury, 
um, back uh, in April 2019 in a 3-2 win. And he finally scored his first goal uh, last weekend against Burton, his first goal since running back on loan, which I don't think anyone could have expected how long it would take for that to happen. Uh, but here we are. So all things told, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to start again. And knowing the way that Kyle Robinson likes to manage his players, it wouldn't surprise me if it's White rather than Winnell who comes in for um, Bulldog, which in itself would mean that you're getting a you know a player who's being priced up as a, as basically a winger to to play out front. Uh, he's a confidence player as well, so the fact that Shrewsbury and he's got those happy memories of 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 doing it before there might play a part as well. Um, so yeah, a, a little bit kind of second guessing. Um, you know, if he doesn't play up front and he plays where he's been playing recently anyway, it, it's not the worst value. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes on a bit of a streak. Now he's got one. I'm backing a player that I think for some of the listeners, this might be the first time they've ever heard this name. And it's Rob Street. Rob Street is a 20-year-old, born in Oxford. He's a footballer, I should say. He is a footballer. Um, born in Oxford, uh, so a man after your own heart. Plays for Crystal Palace but not at the moment, loaned to Newport County, uh, who are my nap. Evidently, as uh, outlined earlier, I'm expecting Newport to have some joy against Stevenage on Saturday. And Rob Street, I'm fairly confident, will be playing up front with top-scoring League 2 Dom Telford. Uh, Rob Street has started up front with Dom Telford the last three games, and I'm picking him to score his first professional goal at 11-4 to with the Betfair Sportsbook. Now, just imagine that. What a special moment that will be for Rob, for his family and friends, and most importantly, for me. Um, he joined in January on loan from Crystal Palace, and Baker Richardson, who was previously Telford's uh, strike partner, is, is out injured long term. So Street has come in, started the last three up front with Telford, and looking at Twitter, sure, Newport fans might be might not be the most uh, uh, impartial, but selected excerpts from tweets about Rob Street, what a handful, very impressive. And most importantly for this, he's been so close recently. <laughs> well, I watched some clips and I concur. He has been pretty close recently. He's been been denied in the last few games by two very good saves. Looks perfectly capable. He's about 6'1", 6'2", got a presence to him. Um, and has, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty interested in this in this young player. He's almost twice the price of Dom Telford, 11-4 to to Telford's 6-4. to But, you know, a lot of the stuff that we've said, you particularly about Telford and his goal-scoring streak is... Let's not lose sight of the fact that it helps playing for a team who are creating a ton of chances very specifically for a striker. That's where a striker like Telford uh, can thrive. Well, Street is going to be feeding off the same service, you know, the same food being served by the same waiters. That works particularly <laughs> well because they've got a player called James Waite. Uh, in fact, Street's had more shots than Telford in the last two games. So uh, I've sold it. It's 11-4. to four. Rob Street to score for Newport against Stevenage on Saturday. I'm thinking about half past three. You'll see it on the video printer. You'll hear Jeff Stelling say, and Newport County take the lead at Stevenage. And here's a nice moment. Rob Street, his first professional goal. And then he'll say something like, Street, eh? Merce, he's on the road to success now, isn't he? <laughs> Bit of street cred. Street cred. Found an avenue to goal, didn't he, Clinton? <laughs> All that sort of good stuff. Uh, 11 to 4, Rob Street, Newport County striker, to score any time this weekend with the Betfair Sportsbook. George, why don't you recap your bets for me? Okay. Um, I probably shouldn't have just closed the tab with the sheet of my bet, should I? Frankly, no. Huddersfield Jordan, I bet, is my nap against Baggies. Lincoln to beat AFC Wimbledon is my next best. Laying Bournemouth, the home to Derby. Blackburn to score over one and a half goals against Bristol City. And Gavilar White, 7 to 2, to score any time. 
Newport County, my nap 7-5 to five to beat Stevenage this weekend. The same as you. Next best, double next best. Lincoln City, 13-8 to eight at 2.63, both with the Betfair Sportsbook. Using the exchange, I've laid Swindon, been matched at 1.75. They're at home to Oldham this weekend. I'm backing Fulham over 2.5 goals at Barnsley at 11-5, to 3.2 in decimals. And Rob Street of Newport County, just a tick under three to one at eleven to four to score for Newport for Robbery's men uh, against Stevenage. Thank you so much to Betfair for their continued support, and thank you to Lou. <laughs> I, I so nearly got there, George. And thank you to Lou. No, thank you to you for listening to this podcast, and thank you to you for going to the Leicester Square Theatre website and buying a ticket for Not the Top Twenty Live mm. on the nineteenth of May at seven pm pretty cool. Uh, Goodbye, guys. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk again on Monday to go through it. Go out.